Grace, mercy, and peace to you, God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, especially to you, Deb, these children, Christian, Andrea, and your family. Hillary, and to your family, Nate, and to your family, Ashley, and to your family, and your husband, and to Devin, and to Grace, and to your family, and to the many family and friends our beloved, of our beloved David. Let me first express sympathies to all of you. There are many times when I would go ahead and visit Dave in his home and bring a communion, and we'd have prayer, and he'd have his list. He'd have his list about those whom he was concerned about, both family, friends, past co-workers, classmates, and especially about their faith. Even though he was the one that was really needing prayer and the Lord's help. Deb, you, you and Dave always had a real way of collecting people and adding to your family. Both of you have, were li excuse me, both of your lives were marked by concern for others, driven by the faith that you believe. Yes, the faith in our crucified Lord and Savior, who has been raised from the dead. We are indeed in the season of Advent, a season of waiting. Waiting to celebrate the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Dave knew, as well as many of you know, the coming of our, the first coming of our Lord and the expectation of the second coming on that last day. On that first night that Dave was in or moved to the hospice house, came to visit him, and I shared the intro for the first Sunday in Advent. And that intro is a combination of Zechariah chapter 9 and Psalm 25. A song of rejoicing and a prayer of not being put to shame. It is especially rejoicing in the coming of the King of Kings. And while I was sharing, I mentioned to Dave that God's people celebrate before the event. And you know how it is. We do that, don't we? Before All Saints Day, we Celebrate All Hallows' Eve before Christmas. 
We celebrate Christmas Eve almost to the point that the next day almost fades to in oblivion. It's always been that way for God's people, especially when the Lord commanded the Passover. Think about this. The, cele- the Passover was celebrated before God's people left Egypt, before they left their bondage into sin, or their bondage of slavery. And of course, the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, is an extension of that Passover, fulfilled in Jesus, the final and true Passover lamb. When we come to the Lord's table, Paul says we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Holy Communion is that foretaste of the feast to come. We celebrate the grand feast that is to come before it even happens. And you can guess what Dave's response was. Let's celebrate, right? The intro reads, Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let my enemies not exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you will be put to shame. They will be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. However, that celebration doesn't mean that we don't grieve or that we don't mourn. Especially over Dave, who's a husband, a father, brother, an uncle, a friend, and so much more to other people. Not having Dave around or any loved one leaves that big hole, doesn't it? Where death interrupts the rhythm of life that we came to expect. Dave's expected presence, Dave's thoughtfulness, Dave's God-given generosity, Dave's voice. Paul goes ahead and puts times like this into perspective in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who fall asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. We have hope, just as David had hope. Because of that first coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in the manger and the assurance of his second coming at the end of time, we have the assurance that Dave's death and our death is not the final end. For all who believe in Christ Jesus will be raised to eternal life. Scripture puts it this way in Daniel chapter 12. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting shame and contempt. And those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the sky above and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And that's why Isaiah chapter 61 is such a blessing to hear in times out like this. Because on that final day of Christ's return, we can exchange all our troubles, all our challenges, all of our losses for the glorious celebration and the glorious resurrection, 
of our Lord's return. For we who believe will exchange all our troubles and losses for glorious new bodies. And Dave will breathe freely once again and have that permanent joy on the new earth. Though we are not happy about our troubles and losses of today, our joy still can be present because there's hope. Therefore, we can celebrate what is to come because of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can celebrate in faith what is true by the promises confirmed by our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it means to have and to express joy before its time. By faith, we have joy before the time is here. It is living now what is not yet. It is all about Jesus going to the cross for our sins and having died the death that we should have died. And there he dies our death. But he overcame it and bodily rose again, appearing to over 500 people, 500 disciples before he ascended into heaven. And because he lives, we will live also, all who believe in him. For Christ is risen! Romans 6, 4, that you heard earlier, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live or walk in newness of life. Did you hear that? That we might walk in newness of life, not in eternity, but now. You see, we could go ahead and celebrate Dave's life, the life that he lived, but what hope is that when memories fade and our present lives continue on like a wound that heals over leaving only a scar which fades over time. But Dave's faith in our Lord Jesus Christ that is what he believed and what was to come that's when the real celebration comes. It is celebrating what our Lord has done and is doing and will do. It is waiting for our Lord to exchange our present life for what is to come. It is living and waiting as if what we have, we have already. It is celebrating the anticipation of what is to come. Living now, what is not yet. It is easy for us to live in the present reality, but because of Jesus, we live in view of what is to come. We live believing, knowing that the present re realities are only temporary. The grieving will end, the sadness will stop, the pain will subside, the anger will be resolved. All these will subside, subside, may subside over time, but the Lord wants us to know that they're resolved, not because of time, not because we'll get over it, but because it is dying on the cross and His resurrection. He is the resolution of all of our troubles and losses. He is the fulfillment of Isaiah 61. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. It was for Dave and in Jesus it is for you. To celebrate by faith the joy before the Lord returns. For Christ is risen. Christ is risen.
Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.